Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. Receive daily Great Detective programs. I do encourage you to subscribe to our podcast with your favorite podcast app. Whether that's Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, or Amazon Music at Amazon.com slash OTR Detectives. Also, remember you can pick up our new t-shirts, the Famous Investigator shirts, by going to famous.greatdetectives.net. Now, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode of Philo Vance. The original air date is September the 13th, 1949, and the title is The Checkered Murder Case. Don't move you. No, no, don't shoot me. Okay, if you do like I say, get up that dough. Come on, get it up. Uh, the money in the drawer, I just saw you counting it. Get it up. I have no money. Business has been bad. Business has I... been great. We've cased this store for a week. Pull open that cash drawer. No, no, I can't. I can't. Okay, so I'll do it. No. I know what you're thinking. I'll be a cinch to describe the cops. Dark, medium height, wearing a mask, a checkered suit, and a gray hat. Oh, I, I wouldn't go to the Oh, car. yes, you would. Now back away from this drawer. Yes. Good boy. No money in here, huh? Business is bad, well, huh? You're the... No, 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 don't. I, I'm an old man. You're lucky you live this long. Take this money. And here's a receipt for you. Oh. You're not unconscious. Don't fake it. I don't want you to be out completely. You've got your money now. Now, what do you want? I want you to be able to describe me, and I want you to see this. Look at me. Keep looking at me. What for? I want you to be able to tell the cops you were held up and robbed at midnight by a guy wearing a checkered suit and a gray hat. I want you to tell them this. Where are you? I can't see you. Of course you can't. I've made myself invisible. Tell the cops that. See if they believe you. You're hurt bad. Uh, Here, I'll put my coat under your head and I'll go phone for an ambulance. Here you are. Thank you. What happened to you? I saw somebody with a gun backing away just now, but all of a sudden he seemed to vanish. Did he shoot you? I left my house a few minutes ago. Take it easy. Exactly. Midnight. Man in mask. Checkered suit. Man in a checkered suit. Gray hat. Yes. Helped me up. Uh, I resisted. He shot me. The police will be interested in that. Uh, I'll call and tell them that just as soon as I call a doctor for you. Uh, thank Shouldn't you. be too hard to find a man in a checkered suit and a gray hat. Uh, Only how are they going to find a man who vanishes? Police department. Our police. Come quickly. 
My name is Martin. Yeah? I've got a store on Main Street. A little while ago, exactly midnight. man in a mask, a checkered suit, and a gray hat held me up. What? He hit me on the head. He... He... Huh? He thought I was unconscious, and then... Then he made me come to, and... And after he hit me, he stood over me a minute and... And told me to describe him. And then he disappeared into thin air. Wait a minute, wait a minute. A masked man in a checkered suit slugged and robbed you at midnight on Main Street and vanished? What's going on? We got two other reports in the last two minutes that a guy answering that description committed two other crimes in two different parts of town, all at midnight. Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. All I know is I'm hurt. Please, send someone over here right away. This is serious. Sure, sure, I know, Mr. Morton. It's serious, but it sure sounds awful funny to me. What do you make of it? Three crimes all taking place at midnight in different parts of the city, and all by a man answering the same description. I don't know what to make of it, Markham, except to dismiss it by saying it's impossible, which you answer immediately by saying, I know it's impossible, but it happened. I've left out the most startling bit of information of all, Vance. If you think the three situations are fantastic, I want you to hear a witness to one of the crimes. Wait till you listen to his story. Come with me. Right. I have a policeman guarding him in this store right here, Vance. Just wait till you hear what he has to say. All right, Markham, I'll wait. It will have to be something to be more unusual than three crimes by one man committed at the same time in three different parts of this city. It is. In all my years as a district attorney, I never heard of anything like this. So come in here with me. Hi, D.A. Hello, oh, Mr. Hello, Vance. Collins. Hi. I think our friend Mr. Frank here has calmed down a little, D.A. Yes. Yes, I'm all right now, Mr. Markham. Only I, I still say that what I told you actually happened. Well, suppose you tell me, Mr. Frank. I heard shots at midnight, and I started to run toward them. I saw a man on the ground. He'd been hit. I saw a masked man in a checkered suit backing away, his gun in his hand. And then while I watched him, he whirled around and became invisible. Invisible? See what I meant, Vance? Completely hmm. invisible. I could see him one minute very plainly. A second later, he'd vanished. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it happened just that way. Well, perhaps, Mr. Frank, he passed beyond your range of vision. But that's impossible. I could see the drugstore on the corner, and that was 50 yards in back of him. He just vanished into thin air. The same thing happened in the other two crimes, Vance. The thug just vanished. You know, Markham, come to think of it, anybody who can be in three different places at the same time might be able to do a little thing, like become invisible. <laughs> Time the boss got here, don't you think, Pete? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's with you? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Just thought of something funny. Yeah? Can you imagine the look on the cops' kisses when they get a description of you? <laughs> <laughs> Medium height, dark hair, wearing checkered suit and gray hat. And then they get the same description of me and the same one of Eddie. That's part of the boss's plan, Pete. Boss is awful smart. I say. Awful smart, awful cool, awful tough, and awful crooked. Yeah. You know, if I had my choice of any four things in the world, those are the four I'd want. Sure, if you had them, what else would you want that you couldn't get awful easy? But you know something? What? One thing I wouldn't want is for the boss to be sore at me. Hmm. I know what you mean. Sometimes I... Well, hello, boss. 
Hey, boss, everything went smooth tonight. Georgie and Eddie and me did just like you told us. Wore the clothes, made sure the suckers got a good look at us. Uh, I had to shoot a guy, and Georgie here had to knock a guy in a noggin, but what's that? The other boys haven't reported in. None of the rest of my boys is working tonight. You uh, both did very well. Where's the money, the fruits of your activities? The results of my well-formulated planning? Fruits? What fruits? Uh, I got all the loot, Miss Walker. Got it all here, ready for you on a table. Here. Here, look. Mm, I can see it's there. And I think you know me well enough by now not to try holding out. And uh, now, uh, how would you like to hear about our next job? Uh, personally, I'd like. What is it, Miss Walker? Gentlemen? Where, besides the bank, is there better than $25,000 in bills of various denominations lying around, waiting for us to pick it up? Search me. That would hardly help us any. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty funny <laughs> joke. Gentlemen, the situation I described is real. I know where there's about $25,000 in cash, just waiting for a smart young man in a checkered suit, uh, but carrying a submachine gun this time, to uh, grab it. I'm young. Well, I'm the smart one. Send me, Miss Walker, huh? I'll send you both. And Eddie will be there, too, wearing his checkered suit. Yeah. <laughs> you might even have a couple of more boys in checkered suits scattered around. In case of a tie. Whatever you say goes, Miss Walker. But where is this 25 grand that's just waiting to be taken? I'll let you know, Pete, when the time comes. And, uh, when the time comes, you go. <laughs> Just listen to the suckers having a wonderful time. Sure, Ted. Just listen to this. This is the money they paid for having that wonderful time. Must be over $20,000 here. That's bad for one night. One night club. You better put that money away. It's making me nervous. Let's go into the office. Okay. I'll stick it in the safe in a minute. I like the idea of holding this kind of toe in my hand. Makes me feel important. Now, one of these days, I'm going to have a club of my own. It's great when it shows a profit. But you can lose your shirt if things go bad. I'll take my chances. I'm a little tired of being here night after night, checking the waiters and keeping books. Someday I'm... Okay, you both of you freeze. Stick up. That's right. We won't need all these lights in here in case somebody gets nosy and looks in. Yeah. Is he good enough for what I want? And what is that? All the dough in front of you guys. Want to leave to report that a masked man in a checkered suit did the sticking up, shove all that money in a bag and make it quick. Ain't that I'm nervous, you understand? Just as this Tommy gun is. Do it, Ted. I'll be darned if I will. I'm going to show this. Silly boy. Are you other guy going to be brave and dead or smart and alive? Work fast before somebody pokes his head in here. I, I'll get you your money. Step on it, then. Too bad the customers can't see this act. This would really be a floor show for them. Because as soon as I get that dough, me and the dough are going to disappear right before your eyes. No, I'm sorry, Markham. I haven't found out a thing. You read about the murder at that nightclub last night, Vance? Yes, the checkered suit killer again. And he did his vanishing act again, I understand. He's getting a little too cute, Markham. Cute? He's getting ridiculous. There's no known way of arresting a man who can be three places at once and turn invisible at will. There's a reasonably simple explanation for all that, Markham, I'm sure. For instance, there isn't one man involved, but three or possibly four, all answering the same general description and all wearing checkered suits. That's right. As for the... I beg your pardon, Mr. Vance? That's right. I'll call you back, Markham. I have a visitor. Good enough. Bye. 
Goodbye. Please come in, won't you? You make a very attractive picture framed in the doorway, but this chair will be just as flattering, I'm sure. Thank you. Vance, do you know who I am? The fallacy of my life is that I am so very familiar with a lot of things that aren't half as interesting. Oh, thank you. The fallacy of my life is that I've heard too many things that aren't half as interesting. It would surprise me greatly if this kind of talk was the reason you came to my office. You needn't be surprised. It isn't. Vance, my name is Walker, Elise Walker, and uh, we have business to discuss. Have we? Yes. What about? Well, it's about this crime wave now going on. The shootings and hold-ups done by the man in the checkered suit. According to the papers, the uh, police are baffled. You mean because they can't figure how one man can be in so many different places at the same time? Mm, something like that. That's easily explained. The crimes are being committed by more than one man. I still don't see what brought you to me, Miss Walker. I have been rather indirect, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Vance, I uh, came to you because uh, I want a million dollars. Well, your desire is understandable, but your coming to me for it isn't. I don't have a million dollars. Oh. And haven't you heard, Miss Walker, getting a million dollars isn't quite as easy as that? You've got to do something more than just go up to a total stranger and ask for it. Yes, I know all that. But still, I want the million, and strangely enough, I think you're going to want to get it for me. I'm a little selfish that way. I always had the idea that I was going to make my first million for myself. Oh, it isn't your money I want. It's the city's. It isn't information I want, it's clarity. All right. Now, before I begin, let me tell you this. If you were twice as clever as you are, you could never prove this conversation between you and me ever took place. And if you ever accuse me of saying what I'm about to say, I'm going to laugh it off. I think you've made your point. Now, what is this about a million dollars? I uh, want a million dollars for turning over to you, Aura, to the police, the men in the checkered suits, the men responsible for the recent robberies and shootings. Where are you going to find them? I uh, know where they are. Oh. And I know where the million dollars are, too. Do you? Yes. They're, uh, they're in the uh, city treasury. You can go to your friend Markham, the district attorney, and act as intermediary in the deal. Yes, I suppose I could if I had any inclination to. Oh, you have regard for people, Vance. You don't want to see innocent people being killed. That's right, isn't it? That's right. Very well, then. I can stop all that. But if you don't go to see Markham, and when you see him, sell him on the idea of giving me a million dollars, then this city will see the greatest crime wave, the most horrible reign of terror in its history. Think it over, then. You have until tomorrow. This is District Attorney Markham. The checkered murder case opened when three different people in various parts of the city reported they had been assaulted at the same time by a masked man wearing a checkered suit who became invisible. Philo Vance is certain that a gang is at work and indicated to me that he had something terribly important to say but believed he'd wait for further developments. All he said was that an attractive woman was involved in the checkered gang. A woman whose identity I do not know and whose whereabouts are a complete mystery. She might be... Where's Pete, Georgie? He was supposed to be back a half hour ago. Search me, Miss Walker. Well, I have an idea he stopped off somewhere after he completed his mission. If he did, 
I wish he hadn't. Pete's okay, Miss Walker. And you know something? What? He looks good in a checkered suit. Me, I've got his color and I'm his height, but on me, nothing looks good. I wish I looked good in chicks like he does. I wish you were here. He's supposed to have a report on the bank vaults over at First National. I told him to put on a blue serge suit and to rent a safety deposit box so he'd get close to the inside and draw a sketch for us. Well, that's our next job, huh? Yeah. We sure did a pretty one on a nightclub. How much we get on that, Miss Walker? You'll get your... Hi. Hmm. Where have you been, Pete? Well, you sent me over to the bank. What kept you so long? I got delayed. You left there over an hour ago. Where have you been? I... I had to go see my girl. She called me up. I had to go see her. She told you to go see her, and I told you to come right back. But you listened to her. Oh, half hour, one way or another, don't make no difference. It does to me. Ah, now, wait a minute, boss. Ain't you getting a little silly? What? He said, ain't you getting a little silly? A guy's got a right to see his girl once in a while. Guys get... Miss Walker. Boss, don't... I... I go to see my girl... Boy shoots me. Honest, boys, it wasn't worth it. Well, Georgie, any questions? Not me, boss. I ain't got any girl. Perhaps I should have waited until after he told me the bank plans. Oh, now you'll have to go. That my next assignment? Yeah. Uh, no. No, get rid of this body first. I don't care what you do with it, but get rid of it. And do it on schedule. That understood? Sure. Why not? By tomorrow morning at 11, I want the plants to the bank vault and a description of how you got rid of the body. Okay. And, um, tell Eddie what happened. You mean that you knocked off Pete? Why should I do that? Why? Yeah. Because he has a girlfriend, too. <laughs> The day's almost over, Vance, and your mysterious lady friend hasn't called you. I know, Markham, but she will. She was very definite about wanting to cross her gang for a million dollars. What kind of a mind would dream up an idea like that, Vance? It's the strangest and most unreal thing I've ever heard of. Of course it's ridiculous, my friend, but that doesn't make the woman any the less dangerous. The idea's not normal, and probably she isn't either. But the fact of the matter is that she is a menace. Well, what are we going to do when, as, and if she calls or appears? I don't know. All I know is what we're not going to do. We're not going to give her any million dollars. What kind of a woman can she be, I wonder? She could be an attractive one. If it weren't for her eyes, they're ice cold. What was it the man said once? The eyes are the windows of the soul? <laughs> That's right. Miss Walker, if that quotation has any basis in fact, has a frosted soul. <laughs> Personally, I'd feel more at home with... Oh, finally. I hope it's she. Hello? Vance? That's right, this Miss Walker. Yes, I told you I'd call. I'm calling. You want to know what decision I've made as to your proposition? That's exactly what I want to know. Have you spoken to Markham? You can deliver the checkered killers? Definitely. Mr. Markham is with me now. He'd like to know that for sure. Can he meet you somewhere? Why not? I'll drive down to the end of Neck Road and be waiting for him in, uh, well, in about an hour. It's rather late for an unescorted young lady to be in that deserted section. I have nothing to worry about. The only thing people fear in this town is the checkered gang. And they work for me. Remember? (laughs) 
You realize, of course, that instead of sitting here in my car, I could arrest you this minute, Miss Walker, after what you've told me. Oh, you couldn't make it stick, Markham, and you know it. Why didn't Vance come with you to meet me? He didn't say. Getting back to you and your proposition, you know, there's never been anything quite like this done in any city. There's never been anybody quite like me in any city. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something that I didn't tell Vance. Yes? Suppose you do catch one of the checkered killers. There are half a dozen waiting to take his place. They're all well-paid and well-organized. A million dollars is cheap to get rid of them. A million dollars of taxpayers' money used to make a deal with a criminal organization. Why not? <laughs> Who's going to benefit if there's no check at gang? The public, of course. This makes sense. Very good sense. Not to me, it doesn't, boss. Who are you? Apparently, he's one of my boys, Markham. Checkered suit, mask, dark. Who are you? You said it right, lady. I'm one of your boys. Mm -hmm. One of your boys that followed you out here to find out what was going on. What? I found out. Uh-oh, uh, Miss Walker, don't do that. I'd better you? take your hand no, back. Get back. I'm going to go up, give me Look, whoever that. you are, I'm not going to... Shut gonna... up. Boys, this is the district attorney. And you were going to make a deal with him, weren't you? Well... I don't know what I'm going to do with you. But as for the D.A., he gets this. I think he'll be more comfortable laying out here in the road, so out of the car he goes. Move over to the wheel, boss. They're driving me back to the hideout where I can tell the boys what you were up to. They're going to have something to say about what you was trying to do. And they're going to do more than just say it. Believe me. <laughs> The next thing I knew, Eddie, she yanked out a gun and shot Pete. Yeah? Right where you're standing. Oh, Shot him like smoke. she was putting on lipstick. That's how calm she was. Oh, uh, she, 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 she's ice, that broad, Georgie. Ice. Then she tells me what to do about the bank vault. Says to get rid of Pete's body, just like that. Yeah. Honest, that dame is tougher than any guy I know. You ain't kidding, Georgie. You ain't kidding, no, sir. Well, uh, did you get rid of it? Sure. Think I want to... Oh, hey, in your What's the matter? Don't what is it? Hey, guys, relax. Oh. I just brought the boss here so you could hear what's been going on. You don't believe him. He's making the whole thing up. Yeah, what whole thing? The boss was trying to make a deal to tain all of us into the district attorney. Don't be fooled. Wait fool. a minute. Wait a minute. You with the gun. Who are you? I'm wearing a checkered suit, ain't I? Yeah? I'm wearing a mask, ain't I? Yeah, yeah. I'm one of you guys. She hired me yesterday. I followed her out the neck road about an hour ago and had to make a deal with the D.A., so I dragged her back here. That's not true. I never saw him before. I'll prove it to you. I'll yank off that... Keep man. your hands away from... There we are. See, boys? It's Philo Vance. Grab his arm, Eddie. Grab the gun. I'll get the gun. You get him. Grab the Eddie, use your blackjack. All right. Walker, we done it. We knocked yeah. him cold. Good, grabbing his gun like you done. That made it easy. Only he put up quite a scrap. So that's Philo Vance, huh? He sent a friend of mine up. This one's on me. Give me your gun, Georgie, huh? Sure. Here you are. Thanks. Vance? Vance, you can't hear me, but just for luck, I'm saying goodbye. Nobody in that room move. Well, what... My men have machine guns. That's Markham. He's bluffing. He's alone. Let him have it, boy. Okay, hold it, everybody. Right. I said hold it, hold it. Keep me covered from here in case they're not as dead as they look. I'm going in through this window. Okay, okay right, right. 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 Uh, 
hope we didn't get here too late. Well, that's Vance lying on the floor. If he's been hurt... Vance. Vance. Oh. Hello, Markham. Easy, old boy. Finally got here, eh? Yes. Mr. Swell Scrap, my friend. I almost handled the two of them. You missed a rather interesting gun battle. Both of the men are dead, as you can see. And I think the girl... Girl is still alive, D.A. Oh, I don't think she will be much longer. Your cops shoot too straight. Yes, they do. Well, Miss Walker, I think the best thing we can do is get you to a hospital. Oh, don't kid me. I never last the ambulance ride. Well, I guess this is it, eh? Funny, I wanted a million dollars. And this is how I get paid off. I wanted gold and got paid off in lead. I'd say that the only thing I don't understand about the checkered gang is how they turned invisible. That still sticks in my mind as impossible. It is, Markham. The invisible gimmick was a trick. The checkered suits were only checkered in front. The back was solid black. That applies to the back of the gray hats they wore, too. They worked in darkness or semi-darkness. The whole thing was planned to have a theatrical effect on the victims. And it practically had the same effect on me. <laughs> You're quite an actor yourself, Vance. When you showed up in that checkered suit and mask out on Neck Road, I wasn't sure it was you at all. I wanted it that way. The blank cartridge I fired at you didn't hurt any, did it? <laughs> no, but the bump when I landed on the road did. <laughs> you ought to be more careful how you throw corpses out of the car. A corpse couldn't complain. Only did it so it would be logical for Miss Walker to drive me to the hideout so you and the police could follow us. Oh, I see. It was the only way I knew to get her to... Take me to the gang. Well, you saved the city a million dollars tonight, Vance. And tonight saw the end of Miss Walker's overambitious plans. That it did. But Markham, most important of all, tonight saw the end of the checkered murder case. <laughs> Welcome back. 
Okay, this is one of those episodes which has just gotten mistitled egregiously. It is listed as the checkerboard murder case on pretty much any site on the internet and any log of the radio program. However, listening to the episode, it's clearly referred to as the checkered murder case. And there's no mention of a checkered board in here, so... This is just one of those errors that's not been corrected, so I'm correcting it, and we're using the right title. Now, as to the episode itself, many great criminal plans are ruthless, but not every ruthless plan is a great plan. We got that illustrated this episode. There was no city in the United States that would pay a million dollar ransom after two or three robberies, or two or three series of robberies, because police are baffled. Now, maybe after a few weeks or so, you might convince some sort of corrupt police department to make a deal with you. But walking into the office of someone like Philo Vance or the district attorney and assuming that they can can't prove anything is just ridiculous. I mean, what she had was a gimmick that would throw people off the first uh, time or two it was tried, and really the opportunity would be to make big hauls and cut town. I mean, even Markham understood when Vance explained what was going on, parlaying that into a million, plus keeping all of the take from the robberies. That's just being ridiculously greedy. On another note, uh, to me, I think that the Tommy Gun sound effects were not as crisp or as loud as I've heard on other programs. I wonder whether this is an issue with the audio quality being merely okay, as opposed to some programs that had better quality, or if the sound effects were always not that great for uh, the Tommy Guns in this episode. Well, now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day, and thank you to Matthew, Patreon supporter since August, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Matthew. And that will actually do it for today. If you're not a subscriber and you enjoy our programs, I would encourage you to subscribe using your favorite podcast software, whether it's Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music at Amazon.com slash OTR Detective, so that way you never miss an episode. If you are enjoying this podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Philo Vance, but join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, where the severe functional appearance of the studio seemed to be reflected in Richard Hanley. Which uh, Martin Vandenberg did you uh, want me to tell you about, Mr. Dollar, the man or the writer? There's a difference. As a writer, he'd been touched by the gift of genius. As a man, he was dissolute, depraved, contemptible. Would you mind explaining that, Mr. Hanley? In 1933 and 34, he published two of the greatest novels ever written. They burst upon the muck heap of the creative writing of the times like twin comets blazing a pathway to the star. For the next 20 years, he drowned that brilliant light in a foul sea of alcohol dissipation and moral dissolution. In short, the Martin Zetterberg who was killed last night, Mr. Dollar, was a drunken bum. I was told that you were a friend of Zetterberg's. Seems I was misinformed. For 20 years, I have been trying to get that man to write again, write as I knew he could, as he'd done before. 
I nursed him through his alcoholic stupors, counseled him, pleaded with him, even financed him for a year or two. And how did he react? Well, the vows were many, the accomplishments nil. Whatever I gave him, he used to sate his appetite for dissipation. Well, 20 years is a long time to spend in the face of all that. Not to mention the loss of your wife. I hadn't contemplated giving him Helene, too, Mr. Dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is she now? I have no idea. I'd finally given up on Venneberg some five weeks ago. I haven't seen either of them since. Well, anything else you can tell me, Mr. Hanley? Any ideas as to who might have killed him or why? No. He had no personal possession. Possibly no longer even a talent for anyone to be jealous of. I can't conceive. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.